All right. Well, finals are over at USC. So you know what that means. Back to work. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I am your host, Mark Holkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you'd like to download your podcast, we are free. And again, thank you for uh, coming along. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't done so already, do me a favor, hit that red subscribe button on YouTube. And to those of you who already have, thanks again. Much appreciated. All right, so this episode of Locked On USC is brought to you by Omaha Steaks is a great gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite, order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code LOCKEDON at the checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. So finals... And, you know, I guess we'll call it the the break between the Pac-12 Conference Championship game and practice is over. It's time for the football team to get back to work. Got Caleb Williams. He's just about done, I would imagine, making the uh, making the rounds, doing the the doing the circuit, uh, showing up on all the, the morning shows, NFL shows. Showing off his Heisman, talking about how USC has eight and everybody else behind is behind them. Uh, closest is uh, Ohio State and Oklahoma and Notre Dame. They have seven. USC has eight. And they have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner coming back in 2023. Good sign. <clears throat> so um, because Caleb is now almost done and you know, Cotton Bowl is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, the media today, the local media US for USC, myself, we are C.com. Uh, we were notified uh, on Tuesday that uh, the team's practice schedule was released for this week. As you know, or you should know, uh, every team is allocated 15 practice sessions leading up to their bowl game. Obviously, USC. Their bowl game is the Cotton Bowl, playing January 2nd, so they'll spread those 15 out between now and uh, the the week leading up to, because they'll spend a few days in in Dallas uh, leading up to the actual game. But it's not like this team has been lounging around doing nothing. Uh, strength and conditioning coach Benny Wiley and, uh, you know, his staff and the GAs, who anybody who basically is not out on the recruiting trail doing in homes, um, they're, they're leading the workouts at Howard Jones Field every morning uh, with the team. So what we did find out again, uh, Friday and Saturday, the team will be practicing. But before practice on Thursday, Caleb Williams will finish up his circuit junket uh, doing his press conference at the McKay Center for the local media to talk about his Heisman Trophy. That will be uh, Thursday afternoon. I won't give out the time. I don't want anybody showing up, kind of uh, trying to crash the party, so to speak. 
I'm not sure if that's supposed to be public knowledge anyways. However, uh, practice will be Friday and Saturday morning. The team, um, the media will not be watching practice. Uh, the media can interview players after Friday morning session. Uh, but Saturday, we're pretty much persona non grata. Don't come by the campus. Don't be there. So uh, I'm not sure how much news, notes, observations or we'll have, but whatever we have, uh, we'll make sure that you get them as well here at Locked on USC. And don't forget, you'll be able to get any type of written content and uh, team coverage uh, over there at WeRC.com. Real quick plug, 10 bucks. We've got the subscription special going for a year all the way through fall camp 2023. Take advantage of it. You're not going to get better coverage of USC from myself, Eric McKinney, Scott Schrader covering recruiting. Um, you're just not, period. Sorry. I, I respect the competition, but we're pretty good at what we do over at wersc.com on the VIP level. Uh, so what you will get out of this, out of these practices are Lincoln Riley's injury reports, which, uh, you know, are going to be day to day. That's what Lincoln Riley likes to do. Um, so I'm not sure what we're going to get out of these practices that no one's going to see. Obviously, uh, this is, I, I think the focus is going to be on two areas. Uh, Miller Moss and the offensive line. So we need to make sure Miller's getting his first team reps with the guys he's going to be throwing to in the game. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, the reshuffle no lie. We know Brett Nealon is out. Will Andrew Voorhees, will he be available to play? Will he opt out so he can be available for the NFL Combine and USC's Pro Day? It, this is, you know, this is a tough decision for Andrew. He's got to balance his health and the bowl game preparation and draft prep. You know, he's he's put in his time. I'm this. This is really difficult for me to to cross this threshold because I am not an opt out person. I understand it. I I can respect the decision. I don't like it. I would prefer everybody, you know, kind of finish what they started. Like I said, I get it, though. Um, but let's assume both Brett and Andrew aren't available. Now you got two starters out for the Cotton Bowl, potentially. So a couple scenarios you're going to play around with. You, uh, you're going to put Justin Dietrich at center, or do you move him to left guard if, again, if Andrew can't play? If Dietrich is at center, does that mean Gino Quinones is going to be the left guard? Uh, is Jonah Monheim going to slide inside at right guard? Mason Murphy taking over at right tackle? I'm pretty confident Bobby Haskins is going to maintain that left tackle spot. Cortland will be backing him up. Um, you know, Cortland could have a really strong couple of weeks of practice here and push Bobby back to 1B. Um, we'll find out. Uh, there's Josh Henson, Lincoln Riley, uh, again, the O line going to be reshuffled. So, you know, it's been a strength all season, uh, but, you know, they're now they're kind of a wounded animal. So we'll see what they're able to to produce for the Cotton Bowl. Uh, as a team, you know, 
if we're looking at the O-line specifically, Miller Moss, a quarterback, what's the concern? Protecting him. Uh, I did a little quick research. Tulane, as a team, they had 24 sacks uh, through 13 games. So, you know, to kind of put that number in contrast to USC context, uh, USC had 36 through 13 games. Um, so, again, we'll see how USC's O-line holds up after uh, their Utah breakdown. And, you know, throughout the year, let's let's remind ourselves, be cognizant that Caleb covered up for some poor O-line protections occasionally. Um, so Miller's going to have to do his best under pressure. And we're going to assume that uh, Tulane's going to do some things differently, especially if, uh, if USC's got a makeshift O-line, so to speak. Uh, well, the running backs, um, this this is going to be interesting. Uh, Austin Jones is going to be the guy. We know that. Travis Dye won't be available. Um, but we also know that, that bowl games are really good platforms for, for freshmen to, to kind of jump off the, you know, the platform and kind of make a splash. Well, Ray Leak Brown is that, that freshman. Well, is that going to happen? Um, you know, what about Darwin Barlow? He'll be back home playing in front of his home folk in Texas. Will the run game itself, will that play a larger role with Caleb being day-to-day? Uh, I'm assuming that, you know, Miller Moss is going to be the man for the game. I, I, and if that's the case, um, at the wide receiver, you know, I would look for him and Kyron Ware-Hudson and Kyle Ford to, Kind of play pitch and catch to get uh, those. I would look for those guys um, to have a kind of a, I guess, a big game uh, in the Cotton Bowl. Why? Comfort level. They typically are going to work, have the same reps working together during the regular season. So, you know, that moves up um, this with the bowling prep. So when those guys are out there taking their reps with Miller, I think Miller's comfort level is going to look to Kyron, to Kyle, but you know he's always he still has Taj Jordan, <laughs> uh, Brendan Rice, Terrell Bynum. It's not like he's hurting for uh, safety nets, right? <laughs> Miller Moss is going to be just fine. The offense, I think, is going to be just fine. I think the key uh, is going to be the offensive line, and again, we'll what we can bring you out of practice, we'll let you know. It's going to be uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out of these first few practices, and then you know the what comes out of that. We'll we'll find out. It'll be a gift in the future that we'll bring to you. A gift that you want to either receive or give this holiday season. Omaha Steaks. That's right. This is insane. Omaha Steaks has cut prices fifty percent site wide to make you the gift-giving hero that you always wanted to be. The holidays are here. So achieve gifted greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. Okay, great. Look, I've had Omaha steaks many times. Fantastic. I love them. Grilled, smoked, fried, broiled. I don't care. I love steak. Omaha steaks are really, really good. Uh, and they, 
the the company Omaha, they put together a really delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy. So go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use code LOCKEDON at checkout to get an additional $40 off your order. Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give the gift that's simply perfect. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites like the delicious butcher's cut filet mignon, the air-chilled boneless chicken, the ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. So don't wait. Order today and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Locked On at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. So use promo code Locked On at checkout to get that extra $40 off your order. A minimum order may be required. All right. Thanks for making a Locked On USC your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, USC's on defense now. And practices coming, you know, talk about practices coming up Friday and Saturday. Who are some of the guys on defense that we should look for to kind of use as a platform and springboard themselves into the bowl game and into spring camp? That's what bowl games and bowl game prep is for. It's for the younger guys to get those extra practice repetitions. And then, you know, you have the off-season workouts, spring camp. It's just the natural progression. These 15 practices are vital. They are integral to the growth of any program. We're going to see how Lincoln Riley and his staff use them, uh, especially with because USC is pretty young on defense. So the first name I think that pops out that everybody wants to see and, and, and hear about is uh, Damani Jackson, cornerback, right? Um, this is the perfect game for the five-star recruit uh, to kind of jump out there. He, he's been dealing with nagging injuries all year long. And, you know, he, he played sporadically throughout the year. Uh, but, you know, like I said, now would be a good time to remind the country why he was so highly recruited by everybody. You name the program, he probably had an offer. And he chose to go to USC over schools like Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, LSU. I mean, just you name a school, I guarantee you, Damani had an offer. Uh, two, two redshirt freshmen uh, from the secondary who might, you know, be looking ahead to the future. Prophet Brown, Anthony Be- Anthony Beavers. Um, and I say that because, again, the defensive back group is really deep. It's really young. And, you know, these guys didn't play a lot. Uh, in fact, Anthony got, he probably played more between he and Prophet Brown. They saw, you know, special teams action. 
But depending on how much they play in the bowl game and I guess spring camp, um, let's see what the future holds for these young guys. Because remember, uh, you you know, you got Zion Branch just kind of sitting in the background, getting ready to come in. Caleb Bullock's returning, Bryson Shaw's returning, um, Max Williams, again, really young, deep, uh, Zamarian Gordon. They, the battles in the secondary during practice, I think, leading up to the Cotton Bowl and into spring camp. Position group to watch, cornerback and safety. Um, is the here we go? Let's just throw this question out there because everybody asks about it all the time. He's a he's a fan favorite. <clears throat> is the bowl game going to be Rajon Davis time? You know, we we've heard the coaching staff, Lincoln Riley, particularly talk him up. Rajon Davis, he's close, he's ready, he's he's about to to pop. Yada yada yada. Well, when get him out on the field. We know that uh, Raylan Goforth is under the portal. So you would think that Rajon is going to move up in the rotation, right? Um, little side note here with Rajon, just to take into consideration. As everyone I've reminded, I will remind you again, USC got a uh, transfer portal commitment at a position of need. Linebacker. Jamil Muhammad from Georgia State. He loves to wear the jersey number nine as well. Rajon Davis wears number nine. So things that kind of make you go, hmm, what's gonna go? What's gonna happen here? Tug of war, or will there be? We'll see what happens. Another young linebacker. Hey, you know, do you give Garrison Madden, the freshman from uh from from Georgia, the opportunity to play in the, in the Cotton Bowl. A little cameo appearance um, before spring camp. I don't know. We'll find out. Defensive line, Russian. Look, let's not any extra pressure, but Corey Foreman, he's got to start making a difference. Um, like I said, bowl game preparations are a great time for the younger players, the players that you're looking forward to playing in the future to really make an impression on the coaching staff. So, you know, I looked up uh, how many sacks Tulane had as a team defensively. Did the same thing. Uh, how many did their offense give up? Well, they only gave up 25 sacks on the season. That's not too bad. You know, uh, can Corey make a difference? Can he get to uh, Tulane's quarterback? <clears throat> we know that Tuli uh, Tuli 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 Pelotu had uh, of USC's thirty six. I think he had thirteen of those, thirteen and a half of those. That'll get it done. Right, a third. Uh, so, are we going to see names like Colin Mobley, Earl Barquette, Jamar Sakona? Now, those are names we rarely heard throughout the, the regular season, and I doubt that's going to change um, going into the bowl game unless, you know, they're pressed into it by injuries. 
So I don't know. We'll find out again. In theory, bowl game preparation is for the younger players to to kind of get a, another opportunity to show the coaching staff what they can do. And you, you give the veterans a little bit extra time to let their bodies heal up. <laughs> we know that USC uh, played through through injuries. Everybody played through injuries, but uh, we're, we're here to talk about USC fight on. So um, specifically, you know. You, you balance it out, you know, which players need a, you know, need that yellow jersey to wear during uh, practice, which means, you know, they're, they're kind of off limits from physical contact or they're limited is the best way to put it. Um, so we'll find out, you know, we'll try and bring you the information as we get it. So far from what I've seen um, of Tulane, uh, which is basically I've watched spots most of the first quarter of their win over UCF Central Florida in their in the AAC championship game. They have a really good pain in the butt running back. Uh, he reminds me of Jacquez Rogers from Oregon State. USC fans, you you know you recognize that name. So USC strength tackling. Sarcasm. <laughs> I hope you heard that in my voice. It's going to be it's going to need to be top shelf against Tulane because uh, that running back he does not fall backwards ever. He might not be big, but he gains positive yardage every time he touches the ball. USC USC has proven that they can that they can stop a guy who gets positive yardage. Remember what they did with Zach Charbonnet in UCLA. USC is going to need to be able to recreate that type of effort on defense against Tulane, or they're going to lose that game. I'll tell you that right now. <clears throat> but I'll start breaking down Tulane more uh, over the next few weeks. We, we got plenty of time um, because, again, we got lots of time to see what develops uh, with personnel decisions at USC, uh, injuries, you know, who players opting out, that type of stuff. So you can bet on it that uh, we're going to, we'll talk more about Tulane's personnel and more about USC's personnel as uh, as we get closer to the Cotton Bowl. But if you want to get some inf- information about the game coming up, head on over to betonline.net because they are your number one source for your sports betting information stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, if you're watching and listening to this, I know you do, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, doke. Let's uh, let's wrap up this episode of Locked on USC. Let's get some uh, transfer portal update going here. It, it's such a fluid situation. We're pro- I'm probably going to do this at least two or three times a week, at least. Um, 
again, because it, it's so fluid. Names coming and going. Um, I, I just want to make sure that we leave no stone unturned. You will always know what's happening at USC when you're watching or listening to me on Locked on USC because you're making this your first listen every day. Here's a name. Arizona, defensive line transfer, big guy in the middle. Kion Bars. He took a visit to USC on Tuesday. Um, he's going to be making a decision soon. He's a position of need for USC. But he's also starting to see a lot of interest from some SEC schools like LSU, Mississippi State, and lately Tennessee. By the way, I just want to get this in here because I said Mississippi State. Rest in peace to uh, Coach Mike Leach. Rest in peace, Pirate. Mortality starts to hit you a little bit harder when you're in that same age bracket. Coach Leach is a he was a few years older than me. Not a, not a lot, a handful of years. So I'm that one hits a little bit closer to home. Anyways, rest in peace to a great personality college football is going to miss. Back to uh, Kyan Bars. He visited USC again. The recruit, our recruiting guru that we like to refer to uh, from at, we over there at wersc.com, Scott Schrader, he feels pretty confident that USC is going to land uh, Kyan, which is great. We need him. One year, we'll take him. Uh, another name that uh, you might be interested in hearing, I, we talked about Kyrie Jackson, the defensive back from Alabama who's showing interest at USC. Here's another one. He was a five-star in the class of 2020, played at North Carolina, Tony Grimes. So he's, he played there for three years with for the Tar Heels. Uh, during his career, he's got 97 tackles and an interception. It's not that impressive, you would think, right? I mean, you got guys on USC who had more on that this year. Makai Blackman came over had more on that as a one-year rental, so to speak, through the free agency transfer portal. Is Tony Grimes going to be that guy? Um, he's taking a visit to USC on Thursday. Uh, USC's competition is, let's see, they got Penn State, Texas A&M, Florida State, possible, Oregon, possible, Virginia Tech. Colorado, Georgia, South Carolina. Colorado is going to be the wild card there with primetime Deion Sanders. Keep an eye on that one. A uh, little quick update on the defensive end, rush and defensive line, rush end. Uh, again, I really hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Tunmache Adelaide, from, he's down to his final four. USC, Michigan State, Cal, and Miami. So he's taking a visit to Miami this weekend, and then he's taking his final visit. He's already visited Michigan State. Um, his final visit will be Cal, and then he's going to make a decision. So unless Miami is able to throw him another bag of cash, you know, I guess the young man is either going to be a two-time NIL winner or... I think he's going to come to USC. 
It's that's what it's basically coming down to. USC and Cal give you great academics. USC gives you academics and football and NIL opportunity. Miami gives you NIL and maybe Mario Cristobal turns that thing around. Not until he learns how to develop a quarterback. Anywho, I digress. More for USC. This weekend, uh, USC is going to be hosting uh, a couple of commits, Jacoby Lane, wide receiver, Sam Green, defensive line, but they're also hosting cornerback C.J. Blocker, who is already committed to Utah. Um, nevertheless, uh, there's a little bit of a trend that C.J. might be interested in USC. Again, C.J. is already committed to Utah. We'll see what transpires after he visits USC this weekend. Uh, again, with Jacoby Lane and Sam Green. Blocker, if you're not familiar, he's a four-star cornerback from the state of Texas. Again, committed to Utah. So uh, what else have I not have I not mentioned? Oh, we, we know about Jamil. USC also got a punter kicker in the transfer portal from Arizona State. Eddie Kaplicki. I think I pronounced it right. Polish pronunciation, spelling, C-Z-A-P-L-I-C-K-I. I apologize if I butcher it. Anyway, all Pac-12, second team, not bad. Um, and he's also, he's a kickoff specialist as well. So we got some competition for Dennis Lynch and Aiden Sleep Dalton going into spring camp. There you go. You're up to date with USC personnel movement, transfer portal, commitment, offers, um, visits. There you go. And I'm out of time again. But you're lucky. Locked on USC comes at you five days a week, and I will be back again with another episode tomorrow. So until then, USC fans, you know what to do.